Welcome to The Kelly Roach Show, the place for no fluff, easy to implement, 20 minute or less business and leadership lessons to help you build a sustainable business that scales, lead with integrity and create a lasting legacy. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight figure entrepreneur. Let's get started. Welcome back. This is The Kelly Roach Show, and I am excited to have the one and only Danielle Ceballos back in the house today. Hey, Danielle. Hey, hey. Welcome back. Uh, So in case you are just listening to the podcast for the very first time, or maybe you don't know Danielle, Danielle was my right-hand person that helped me to grow my first company from seven to eight figures. Then about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, I asked her to step out of the business advisory and to launch and help me to grow several of my other companies. And she is the president of the Conviction Marketing Agency and the Advance, and she also manages my personal brand. And we take everything that she does with her team and with the staff inside the Conviction Marketing Agency, and we have used that to grow both the advance and my personal brand. So Danielle, welcome back to the show. Excited to have you here today. Yeah, I'm excited to dive in. Absolutely. So what I want to share with everyone today, Danielle, is some of the core things that they need to be really hyper-focused on and intentional about to grow their personal brand in 2024. And also, I would love for you to speak to for just a moment uh, why you feel, which I also feel this way, but you know, you live in this space all day, every day, but why you feel it is so crucial for every entrepreneur and executive leader mm-hmm. to be focused on their personal brand in 2024. Yeah, so I'll start with why it's important. I think that, you know, in years past, it's been easier to just sort of halfway do things and and people were buying um, a lot less intentionally. So they would kind of just see something, make the purchase, they would join the program, buy the course, and you didn't have to work nearly as hard. And over the last few years with just sort of the influx of everyone joining the internet selling marketing world and just selling all these things that, you know, maybe do or don't work, people have become much more skeptical in how they buy. Now, they're still very much buying. They're just being much more intentional to buy from people that they truly trust. And so in this market right now, and, you know, we're at the beginning of 2024, and I don't see this changing moving forward. I think it's only going to get more more important, um, your greatest commodity really and truly when it comes to the sales process is going to be trust. I just don't think there's anything that is more important than that because we're in a world right now where skepticism has never been higher in in all parts of the world, right? Like in in everything that we see, certainly in how people are buying. And so um, it's really critical that people know who you are because it's really hard to trust a faceless brand. Certainly we have trusted brands that we all know and love, um, but most of us listening to this show are, are, they're selling something that's connected to you, right? It's a, it's a person-centered brand or a company that's driven by a group of people. And so your greatest ability to connect with your market is going to be 
through the people that are on your leadership team and, and you as the founder. And that's the thing that's going to help build your trust quicker than anything else out there. You could have the prettiest graphics, you can have the best video editing, but if you aren't showing up in a way that allows people to connect with, relate to, and see you as a trusted authority, you're going to struggle to sell this year. And, and I think moving forward. Yeah. Now I have to ask you a question because I think that everyone that's listening to this show today thinks, Danielle, I am building trust with my audience. I'm posting on social media every day. Uh, and they think that box is already checked. So can you unpack a little bit of what does it really look like mm -hmm. to build trust in 2024? And maybe how is that different than previous years? Because I know that's the question on people's mind and either they feel like they are doing it already. So they don't really know what you mean by that. Or they're hearing you and they're saying, yes, but how? Okay. Yeah, that's there's layers and layers to that. So I'm going to assume, because we're talking about marketing and, and branding, the first layer that's honestly the most important is having a product that does what it says it does, right? Having an offer. So I'm going to assume- we And better. And, and better. Yes. Yes. Does what it says, what you say it's going to do, and better. Yes. And, and yeah. if- you don't have that. I really, you could probably just turn the rest of this off because it's not relevant. <laughs> Go fix that. But if you do have that and you do have the results and you are really great at what you do um, and you think you're, you're, you're building trust in the market and you're not quite seeing uh, traction with maybe your launches or getting sales calls booked or even really getting attention, like getting engagement, there's yeah. a couple of things you're probably missing. Number one, um, I would bet a large sum of money that most people actually aren't consistently posting enough, right? So the first part of trust is consistency. If you don't show up consistently, then people will forget you. And I know that sounds rude and terrible and you're so special and everybody should love you. And I agree, but they don't. And so in today's world, there is someone newer and shinier, and yeah. more fun coming up every moment. And if you're not consistently in front of people, um, it doesn't really matter what you do when you do show up. It's not going to be enough to overcome a lack yeah. of consistency. So when I say consistency, I mean literally every single day, at least once a day, that's the minimum. Sometimes, depending on the platform, you might do two or three times a day. So uh, I don't mean like a post for two weeks before a launch showing up. I mean, every day when you're selling, when you're not selling, when you're generating leads, or when you're just nurturing, showing up consistently. That's number one. Number two, the thing that I think most people lack when they are creating content is they truly aren't creating things that are relevant. They think they're relevant and they think they're important, but they haven't really had conversations with the market. And so when you're not creating things that are relevant, you actually undermine your trust and authority in the market because it shows you're out of touch. You actually don't know what your people need. You're creating content they don't really care about. And so because of that, they actually trust you less. So it's a weird thing because you would think, what does relevance have to do with trust? But when you're looking at trust in the market, people need yeah. to see you as someone who's a little bit ahead of the game. And if you're out of touch with what's relevant to them or they think that you don't understand, you automatically don't have their trust to then help them solve whatever problem you solve. So understanding relevance and so many people get really lazy about this. They don't have the conversations with current clients, with the market. They're not, you know, people are like, I'm too busy to be in my DMs and too busy to look at comments. If you're too busy for those things, then you're really too busy to understand what your people need and want. And you're not going to be able to create content. And then you're just wasting time. 
Because you, if you're already doing it, if you're already creating this stuff and it's not relevant, and nobody's seeing it, then you're wasting everyone's time. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your team's time. So it's really important that relevance is there. So consistency, relevance. And then I think that this is a personal thing, and I'm going to talk about it a ton this year, but um, we are coming out of this like fog of bro marketing where everyone's showing their jets and 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 honestly, I'm going to talk about because we've done it. So I can say this because we have done this. Um, even you know in the female entrepreneur world, like everyone talking about their seven figure, their eight figure, their all these things without really telling the story, right? Like there's never nobody's ever like. I made $4 million this year and I spent 3 million or 3.8 million. And so I actually only made 200,000. There's no, um, there's a lack of uh, context that people give around their wins. And so we're coming out of what I think is this world of just baseless wins. And now half of them aren't even true. Like, so let's forget the half that aren't even true because there's a plenty of people who are just making stuff up. But yeah. there are plenty of people who are saying true things. Maybe they really did make $2 million. Maybe they really did help their client lose 40 pounds, but they're not giving context to it. And people are becoming more and more weary of those things without people talking about, you know what? I did make $4, 000, $4 million last year, but it killed me. I worked 80 hours a week, or I did make $4 million last year, but I also lost $3 million in another company, or I had a, a, mm-hmm. a partner who did me wrong, or I had clients who were bolted. Mm-hmm. Like nobody's telling the whole story. And I think that that when you can create some context and truth around the wins, still share the wins. Your wins are valid. They're important. And they actually do establish trust. Uh, but when you can tell more of the story about what it took to get that win, people trust you more. So those are some things I think are so important when you think about, hey, I'm creating content, but people still don't trust me. Um, and you have the wins and you have the great product and you're doing it consistently, then you're probably not creating enough context, enough realness, enough of the struggle. Maybe everything went great. Maybe you made $4 million and you kept $4 million, but you're, you struggled with your team or you struggled to find time. Like you share yeah. some of those lessons, not in a like crying mess way, like not in a, I'm losing my mind way, but from a position of these are lessons I've learned along the journey. These are things I want you to learn uh, on your journey. Uh, that's how you build trust with the market. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about consistency. We talked about uh, really making sure that you're giving context mm-hmm. to what we're sharing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the other one? We talked about consistency. We talked about giving context. You know, I say it and it's out of Oh, relevancy. Oh, yeah. We talked about relevancy. Yeah. Um, and the one that I would really add to that is um, really incorporating values mm-hmm. and like who you are and what you stand yeah. for. And I think more than ever, this is really, really important. And I think that we have finally – for the most part, not completely, but I think for the most part, we've come out of the era mm-hmm. of, you know, buying the tactic mm-hmm. uh, without the evaluation mm-hmm. of who is selling the tactic and how that person is showing up and interacting in the world. I think that a couple of years ago, people were like, I don't care about any of that. Yeah. I just want the result. I just want the outcome. Like they didn't care how much of a scumbag the person was that was, you know, selling it or promoting it or how gross it was the way that they were doing it. They were just like, I want what I want, what I want. 
And now people have learned the hard way, which I always think is a good thing because sometimes you have to learn through experience, that when you buy in that way where it's success at all costs and I don't care who I'm buying from and what links they went to to sell it to me, you realize that the links that you'll have to go to to execute that tactic aren't pretty. And you also learn that that person is most likely not committed to the customer experience and the customer outcome and the results that you are hoping that they will be, which means that the likelihood of you being able to take that thing that they're teaching or sharing or whatever and implementing it uh, is is pretty low. So I'm, the one thing I would add to all that you just said, Danielle, the context, the consistency, the relevancy, is values. You know, I think that people are making values-based mm-hmm. uh, decisions. And I won't even say I think I know uh, from surveys that I've done. I know from conversations that I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know from the things that people are sharing with our sales reps when they're buying into our companies mm-hmm. because they're saying, uh, I want to be uh, linked to someone that values A, B, C, X, Y, Z. I want to work with someone that is prioritizing A, B, C, X, Y, Z. You know, I actually got feedback from our sales team in in the business advisory a couple of weeks ago. They said the last five people who bought programs there said, I chose Kelly because she was the only person speaking honestly mm-hmm. about what was actually happening yeah. in the business environment globally, what the implications were, how to make adjustment, what the challenges actually are, mm-hmm. instead of saying, you have a bad mindset. You have a bad mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, we create our own economy, but we also live in the real world, right? And so it has to be a balance of taking personal ownership and accountability, mm-hmm. but also like having a head on your shoulders and being aware of right. the environment that you're operating in, right? Yeah. And I think that that goes back to people just craving truth. And if you cannot learn yeah. to share the truth about the journey, um, including your your reasons why and the values that you've had along the way, people, you're going to really struggle. I mean, I think that this is going to be a season where, you know, you say the cream rises to the crop. I always get those sayings wrong. The cream rises yeah. to the top. Um, yeah. Because anyone can go out there and doctor up a little graph and say, I made my client this much money, or this is all my Stripe payments. And that used to really work. I mean, it did. And now it's funny, like you can show your results over and over again. Like I've seen this with our marketing agency. We could show results over and over again. And people are still skeptical. And then they get on a phone call with you and they have conversations and we talk to them about how we work with people. And that's what they really want to know because anyone can, you know, doctor up some results somewhere. And people are like, no, tell me the whole story. Tell me what you're going to be about if I decide. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. So we talked about why and what it looks like to build trust. And and one of the reasons why trust is one of the core things for building a personal brand in 2024. If you were to pick one or two other things beyond Mm -hmm. everything that we just talked about that you think are like most critical for people listening to focus on with their brands this year, what would it be? Yeah. So I think it's really important. We were come like, so obviously everyone knows short form content is like everything, but I think this year and in the coming years, there's going to be kind of a research, not, not kind of, I know there's going to be a research <laughs> of 
long form content and everyone's like, no, nobody has any attention spans. That is so false. It's absolutely no. false because we can watch marathons on Netflix for literally full seasons of shows. People have plenty of ability to pay attention for a long time. And if you look at some of the top podcasts out there, they're an hour and a half long and people are yes. watching it. You know, Joe Rogan's the biggest podcaster sometimes is are two or three hours. So, um, I think that if you do not have a source of long form content, so long form content to me is a podcast, it is a YouTube channel, it is a newsletter, it is a consistent blog. I prefer one of all of those. If you ask me, I think that's really the, uh, you know, the long, the best approach to hit all the, the different types of content consumers. Um, but if you're not able to create content at least one time a week in a long form format, then you're going to really miss so much of the opportunity to build trust. And, you know, you've seen that obviously over the years with this podcast, uh, oh time after time, people who don't follow on social or do anything else will, will come and join one of our programs, give us a large sum of money uh, because they listen to the podcast yeah. for years sometimes. Like sometimes it's two or three yeah. years before they sign up for anything. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the beauty of a, a long form piece of content and I think people don't understand how the ecosystem works. Short form is designed to bring new people to you. Short form is designed yes. to, you know, have that quick mic drop moment, have that someone find you who doesn't know you and be like, oh, that's interesting. Head on over to your profile and connect there, right? That's what yeah. short form posts are about on LinkedIn. That's what the videos are on, you know, TikTok shorts, uh, reels. But if you don't have a way, if somebody comes to your content and they watch, you know, 10 of your videos and they're like, oh, I really like this person. And you don't have a long form way for them to binge content about who you are, whether that's a podcast or a YouTube channel or a blog or whatever, you are missing an opportunity to build depth in the relationship at scale. And the greatest thing you can do this year is build relationships at scale. Yeah. People all the time say, I don't have time. I don't have time to do all that. I can't talk to everybody. Well, when you create a podcast that's 30, 40 minutes long every single week or multiple times a week or a YouTube video, guess what? You are building depth in the relationship at scale. People are getting to know your personality. They're getting to know your level of expertise because you can't fake that, right? If you're on a podcast, you can't fake knowing your stuff. And if you are, then people will be able to tell. So if you are faking yeah. your expertise, then don't do these long form things. But if you are a real expert and you can talk about these things in depth, you're able to build depth of relationship at scale, which will be kind of filtering right into that trust factor, which is only going to help you in terms of your sales. So long form content, at least one type of long form content. You obviously love podcasting. We finally got you on the video train. So you're doing your podcasts on YouTube, which I'm super excited about this year. And then obviously we both have newsletters that go out. They're pretty in-depth. They're not fluffy. They're not nonsense. They're like in-depth teaching high value content newsletters. Um, so one form of, of in-depth long form content. And then nobody's going to like this. And I know that but that's okay. It's the truth. You really have to do more than one thing. You cannot be married. This last year, I saw so many people married to one platform. Their entire yeah. business is on Instagram. Number one, that is insanely dangerous because yeah. we know from firsthand experience that could be gone overnight. Sure. Um, your whole business can't be on LinkedIn. Your whole business can't be in any one place. So the people who are going to win are the people who are going to create the long form content, leverage it by repurposing it 
everywhere. That doesn't mean you have to create 28 videos a day. It does mean that you have to take that long form content and distribute it in a lot of places so that you're hitting new groups of people that maybe wouldn't find you. I'm not on TikTok. I don't look at TikTok. So if you're not on Instagram or YouTube shorts, I'm not going to find you. But it's also going to nurture the people who love you, right? Because if I love someone, I'm going to find them everywhere, right? If I like their content, I like their podcast, I'm going to connect with them on all the platforms. And being top of mind is part of that consistency, part of that trust. There's an inherent trust that's built by people seeing you everywhere. Whether it's true or not, when they you show up over and over and over and over again, they immediately think well, this person's something because you're everywhere. And so to to really play small and go like one little platform and just be like, I can only do what I can do. I understand there's so many tools out there now where you can repurpose content and get some help through agencies, through you know different support people. It's it's just gonna need to be something where you show up everywhere. Yeah. I mean, I've been saying since day one, like, you know, we don't own our social media channels. It can be hacked and disappear at any time. So definitely that omnipresence is huge. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as you build a team, obviously it becomes easier and easier to take content and repurpose it and be it everywhere. But, you know, I think if you're spelling uh, high ticket, especially, you know, my go-to obviously for almost seven years now has been podcasting. And uh, I I believe in it so wholeheartedly. I, I consider at the centerpiece of my multi-million dollar marketing strategy because it is where I build true in-depth relationships with the audience and I'm not doing it uh, for transactional purposes. Like I am going to show up and do two episodes a week Mm -hmm. without question regardless of what I get for it. And it's because of that mentality that you can build something that just continually fills your funnel and, you know, pours into your business and all of those things. But uh, I think the stats are pretty insane of, you know, the number of shows that start in like by episode 10, they're done, right? Because it's not a transactional thing. But, you know, for the people that listen to this show, obviously you're experts, you want to build a legacy, you want to create a multi-million dollar business. Uh, podcasting is definitely, you know, it, it should be one of your core pillars, uh, you know, of how you're building trust, how you're creating awareness. Uh, how you're building more than just the how-to transaction of people coming into your funnel, but people actually staying. And I think for those of you that have really struggled, especially in the last year with getting people to show up to uh, and engage with your content or engage with your brand or they register for things, but you can't get the attendance, you can't get enough people through your offer – building your podcast and growing your podcast is going to be something that's going to help you substantially with that because they're already so invested in you. They're so invested in your brand uh, that once you grow your podcast, you can use that to leverage into whatever you're going to do, whatever business you're going to grow, whatever offer you're going to create. Yeah. And I think the thing that everyone needs to understand, because we just started a whole podcast section of our agency and um, it's – you. A a podcast today is not a podcast five years ago. A podcast five years ago, the competition was minimal in your industry. It wasn't like a thing where every influencer and every person who was ever on The Bachelor and every celebrity is was creating. That's just not 
the world we live in anymore. Yeah. And so you're you're competing against Oprah. You're competing against all these big name people, right? Like they're all creating these things. So when you look at promoting your podcast, you really have to think about number one, everybody should be recording their podcast on video. I have, sorry, not sorry. It took me a long time to get Kelly there, but you're just, you're wasting time by creating videos in a podcast when you could literally just do a great show once a week and then have all that content left. So number one, recording on video. Number two, thinking through places that might be really helpful to you know, splice it up, cut it up. Some of those mic drop moments, thinking through how to build that into your content because a good editor can find those spots, cut them out. And then guess what? That's your social media content. You don't have to double up. You don't have to create more. You're using that time you're already spending and you're getting it in front of new people. Again, remember short form is to connect with new people. Long form is to nurture those people. So you're able to bring new people in and then nurture them with this long form content. And you already know they're interested in the long form content because they came to you with the short form content used from the long form content. So like gone are the days of a graphic with an audiogram, gone are the days of the same old graphic every single week with your podcast title. People tune those things out. And if you look at what's working for podcast marketing right now, it is high impact content that's created just like it would be a reel. Like the same way you go create a reel, that's what's doing well. People are coming back to your platforms and then that's where you can introduce them to the larger show, whether that's on YouTube or your podcast. So it's it's not gonna work. I see a lot of people, it kind of kills my soul actually, because they're doing the work of the podcast and they're creating something every week and they're finding guests and they're doing all these things. And then they have the same graphic every week, or they have the same little audiogram that nobody listens to anymore. They're not making it relevant in today's market. And so because of that, this great content that they've created is just sort of like, you know, they're at like 50 downloads per month or a hundred downloads, or even, you know, a couple hundred a month. It's still, there's so much more you could do if you learn to take that content and really push it out in a way that got more people interested. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think it can feel overwhelming because I think for a lot of people, they struggle just to keep up with the content. And then it's like, okay, it's not just the content. It's editing the podcast and then, you know, pulling it into the different platforms and then posting about it. And, you know, the magic of podcasting is in the promotion of it, right? Like recording it is great, but it's almost impossible to be discovered mm -hmm. in iTunes by people that are going to iTunes unless you're in the top 20. Like no one can even find your show. So the only way your podcast is going to grow is if you do an exceptional job with marketing it and with, you know, getting visibility and exposure to it. So Danielle, what are you including or what is the Conviction Marketing Agency including in the podcast production services in the new division that is focused on podcast production? Yeah, there's a couple of different layers. So everyone can kind of pick their own adventure. But um, obviously we do strategies. So we're going to help you come up with topics that are relevant in your industry. We actually do some SEO research for that. We're going to do some market research and we're going to give you a document every month of these are the topics you should talk about. These are the calls to action based on your goals. If you've got launches, if you have a book coming out, whatever your goal is, we want to make sure we're reverse engineering. So you get all the strategy. We do a once a month meeting. Obviously you get video and audio 
production. So we're going to edit it. We're going to make sure that it's optimized for both YouTube and the, uh, the audio platforms. We're going to write your show notes. We're going to write your description. We're going to create two to three pieces of promotional content. So those are reels, TikToks, captions, graphics that will actually work. They'll actually get some attention for your show. So that's the baseline package that everyone gets. You get all the promotional content, the audio, the video, the show notes optimized for both YouTube and the audio platforms, and then all of the strategy. But if you want to go even bigger, we have lots of different options. We can source guests for you. We can get you on other people's show, which is a great way to build your podcast by guesting on other shows. Um, and we have multiple advertising options. If you're ready to like really invest in your show and grow it, uh, we have lots of different ways that we can help you with advertising the same way you would uh, grow your brand you know, with Facebook ads or things like that, there's a whole podcast world of those things. So we can go, like I said, as big as you want. But the truth is, you know, if you're not marketing your podcast in the way that you would market a service or an offer, it's not going to get seen and it's not going to be visible. And then if you're not building in every single week ways for people to share and connect, they're not going to. So you really have to be intentional in both the the creation of the content and then the post-production of the content. And that's what we're here to help with. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, podcasting has consistently been mm -hmm. uh, the forefront of what I have recommended for many, many years, long before having a marketing agency, long before having a podcast production division of a marketing agency. But I'm really excited that we now are able to extend these services because I know a lot of people are doing really great work and they're putting out incredible episodes and great content, uh, but they just need the right team to support them in actually getting it out to the world and uh, getting the right omni-channel you know, presence in order to make Make the impact that they can make. So if you're interested, get in touch with Danielle. We'll put all of her information down in the show notes down below. Um, Danielle, final tips that you want to give everyone here today just about how to really get their brand to stand out in 2024. I think that, you know, the thing I hear almost on a daily basis is just like, it's just so noisy. I, I hear that every single day from people. So um, what are some of the top tips? You know, think about some of the best clients that are having great results in the agency, what is it about them that is really standing out in this market? Yeah. I mean, I think this is, this is a very layered answer, but um, the, the few things that I think are really important, it's not the time to go smaller, be simpler, do less. Like this is the time to do more well. And people always say, is it quality over quantity? There should never be a discussion. If you're creating more quantity, yeah. then it has to be quality. Every time yeah. you create content, this is the thing that I see hurt people the most. So it's kind of the opposite of the most successful. What hurts people the most is they are consistently creating bad quality content. And all that does is tell the market, I'm not interested in what this person has to say. It's like teaching their brains to tune out your stuff. The longer yeah. you do it, the more they are going to tune yourself out. So number one is you really have to pay attention to your analytics. Listen, we all, I mean, you and I talk about it all the time. We could post something at a random time. We think it's going to do fine and it like totally does it. But if that's happening to you over and over and over and over again, and you're five months in and nothing has done well ever, it's time to reevaluate because you're training the market to tune you out. So that's number one. Number two, you really have to think about building relationships and nobody wants to hear this, but that means 
having conversations. That means replying to your comments, answering your DMs, going back and forth. That takes time. And there's no way around that either. You're going to do it on your team. You're going to pay people to do it on your team. I think you should do both of those things. <laughs> pay people yeah. on your team and probably get in there sometimes because that's how you as a CEO stay in touch. You don't have to be in there all day long, every day, but it is how you keep a pulse on on what's going on. Um, so you have to have the conversations that go with the content. Otherwise, you're just spamming the world and not really adding any connection or value. Um, so it's it's time to do more quality, time to have relationships. And then ultimately, you have to really go back to paying attention. I think that's such an unrelated yeah. thing in the world. Why do you buy? Why do mm -hmm. you all this last 24 hours looked at something on social media that made you stop? It made you watch, it made you listen, it made you read, it made you do something. You opened an email, you bought something. Like I just did a yeah. post on this about something I just bought and why. If you're not constantly evaluating why you do that, it's going to be really hard for you to understand why other people do that. And then on the flip side of that, when somebody does buy, when somebody does connect, if you don't have the right channels to say, why did you call? Why did you book this call? What did you see? What made you stop? Why did you choose me instead of whatever? You know, if you're not having those conversations, you have no data to move forward. And everybody likes to look at data like clicks and numbers. Your best data is from people and your own behavior. Like you're mm -hmm. in, you be, you think you're so special. You're not like you behave the same way everyone else is. I'm a marketer and let me tell you, marketing works on me all the time. Um, so if you don't pay attention to your own behavior and then uh, have the conversations around other people's behavior, all your numbers, again, don't have context. You're not really actually making decisions based on data. You're making decisions based on, well, a lot of people clicked on this. Well, maybe they clicked on it because you had a typo and they were like, what's, what's up with this company? Versus having the conversation of why you gave me $30,000 to join this program. Why? Like what about it made you want to do that? So I think those simple things that we were like, oh, that's so basic. That's so beginner. We get clients making, you know, two, three, four million dollars a year in our agency and they haven't done that and they don't know and they think they know. And then we talk to their clients and they don't know. So it's really, really important that you're doing those things if you want to succeed this year. Yeah, I think the the connection to your audience is something that I think it's gotten lost. I think the social and social media has gotten lost. And like, mm -hmm. I'll be the first person to say, like, I'm not super interested in sitting in, you know, social media all day. But you better believe that I am paying attention. When I ask a question and I see a trend over and over again, you better believe. Like, I'm texting Danielle and I'm like, this right here. We need to have a conversation about this. Or I'll screenshot on something. And she's – same thing, you know, we're sending stuff back and forth all day long because we're really looking at what is mm -hmm. the psychology of our audience. What is they thinking? What are they feeling? What are they desiring? And how does that impact the way that we translate the message that we want to share with the world? So I think that's a great note to end on. Yeah, I think you can't, there's certain things you can't outsource and that's one of them. You have to stay a little yeah. bit, you can outsource the doing of it, but you have to have a pulse. When you lose the pulse yeah. and we have a free opportunity every day, yeah, like in for sure. cases. So you're, you're operating blind. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. 
Awesome. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Danielle. If there's anyone listening today that is interested in up-leveling your podcast production services, Mm -hmm. you want to know more about what we're doing inside the Conviction Marketing Agency, you can get in touch with Danielle. We'll put all our social handles and the uh, link to the website for the agency down below. You can submit a submission form uh, to see if it's a fit for you. And uh, good luck. Focus on your brand. The brand is, what do they call it? The ship that rises all tides or something along those I lines. I don't so know. so bad. I always get the sayings wrong. And something, something with ships and tides and you guys get the idea. Yes. All right. Thanks for being on the show, Danielle. We'll see you back here soon. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to The Kelly Roach Show. If you enjoyed this episode, do me two solids. Subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode and leave us a review so other people can find the life-changing content that we share here. We're on our way to number one and we need your help getting there. Thanks so much for being a part of the community and for tuning into the show.